Hello, this is Dan, and I'm with Jenny, and we are sitting here talking about the top 100 movies of all time on IMDb. This is the third recording of our inaugural episode, where we just watch the movies, talk about them, and, and rate them. Jenny, what we what we watched tonight? Tonight we watched American History X, and I have to say, this is probably one of the top 100 movies of all time. Good stuff. Go ahead and give me your thoughts first. Yeah, well, to start, I do want to say for this, I kind of envisioned that it wouldn't be so much plot summary, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna not spoil stuff. No, there's gonna be spoilers. It's better to have watched the movie before listening to the, the or podcast. Have a vague awareness of the movie and maybe no interest in watching it. Yeah, because I think a lot of people have a vague awareness of American History X. To be honest, coming into this, I had no idea what it was about. I knew about the curb stomping scene. I didn't even know Ed Norton was in it. I was just for real. I knew Damn. it was a movie. <laughs> okay, you have a fresher take than me. I I I knew it was about uh, his brother, and I knew it was about a reformed Nazi and curb stomping. Mm-hmm. But all the ending and obviously the finer details I didn't know about. I also didn't know about this horrific dinner scene where Norton just attacks his sister and shoves like a steak in her mouth and the mom says, Ugh, well, I regret that you came out of my body. Let's back up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why don't we back up? Because <laughs> that's good. We'll get to that. Uh-huh. But we can talk about the opening. Mm. And... So my initial review of this was hearing Dan's thoughts and him saying, there's a curb stomp scene I know I'm going to shut my eyes during. And he was correct for both of us. And that was the most context I had for the movie going in. Though I did watch the stomp. I did not watch the stomp. It was I thought it would be this horrific, brutal thing, and it was. Oh, yeah. But I, I thought it would be like, I'd have to see this guy's teeth breaking. The actual stomp is from very far away. It's still terrible and violent, but it's not half as bad as like a B horror movie or whatever. Yeah, it, no, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't gore or anything. It was just empathy. So we got the stomp out of the way because that's what everybody knows is the stomp. I didn't uh, know about the stomp. Well, mo- that's what most. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. what most people know about the movie. Right. So and, tell me, once we got into it, tell okay. me your initial thoughts. Um, it was way more dramatic than I thought it was going to be. Like, I knew it was a drama movie. And I don't mean like, I thought it was going to be hilarious. But uh, there were a lot of like symphony pieces. And there's one moment where that di- dinner scene, she, the, the mom goes out, comes back in. And when she's walking back up to the house, it's in slow-mo. I thought, like, damn, I've never seen slow-mo used like that. Like, you always see it when there's this massive army and the lone soldier or whatever. Or, like, some war scene from, like, Saving Private Ryan or something like that. Which we will be watching. Because that's Uh on the top 100. That is. Uh, I've seen that one before. Me too. I cried. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To to have that slow-mo scene where it's just, like... It essentially was like a battle scene or something like horrific. Well, it was a battle. Yeah, she's walking back up to the house and slow-mo and you're like, oh shit. This is, aftermath is like so much more what now than the actual event, you know. You know I, really... That's so interesting because I didn't feel that way because I thought it just really represented the abuse cycle about how there's this wind up, there's the climax, 
And then at the end of the abuse, there's this wind down where, no, I would never hurt you. No, I love you. But it's obviously not true. Yeah, because he just did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that, we're getting about an hour into the movie before we've covered the first 20 minutes. Oh, shit. <laughs> Should we go sequential? Should, Should we? Go a little bit? Yeah, it might be a little better. Okay, so movie opens up. Um, it's all black and white. Edward Norton is a horrible racist. And um, it cuts to color. And you meet his younger brother. And that was a really crazy cut because when I saw when the movie started, I'm like, okay, this movie is in black and white. Uh, and it, yeah, it's I was not. prepared. You know, the opening beach scene was in black and white, and I wonder. This is spoilers for the end of the movie, but I wonder if that's significant that he painted his whole life in black and white until the end, where he saw it in oh, its yeah, different shit. ways. Because that was one of my favorite revelations, where it's like, oh, when it is black and white, it's from Edward Norton's point of view. Where the world at at that point in time is black and white, and then when he shows up later, it's in color because like he's learned that you know being a racist fuck is wrong. Yeah, you know. So that that's a good point about beginning. I when I saw the ending and it was like sunset, I assumed that I remembered the beginning as dawn breaking. Mm. And I thought it was just a simple timeline thing, but it just goes back to the yeah, like man that. When we were watching the movie, I said to you, oh, this is probably some, like, film school 101 no, I think it's bullshit, good, but but it's like, whoa. Yeah, and I think, so what's so good about it is the simplicity. Mm-hmm. And you can feel a little special for figuring it out without having your English teacher telling you what it means. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, after that, like, you know, Danny goes to school... This is one thing, if I... Because, I mean, I really like this movie. I mean, it's probably one of the top ones. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, damn, this is... And, like, all doing this side, it's like, this is truly a good movie. Yeah, like, I, yeah. It, it, but there's one scene where um, this teacher, who we later learned to be Jewish, um, is talking to the principal, who's black, and... Dr. Sweeney. Dr. Sweeney, and they're talking, and the white character is the one who is giving up on the racist kid, and the black character is the one who's not giving up on it, and it's like, I can't tell if I feel as though it's similar to the black and white, where it's like, this is very simple, but effective, or if it's, you know, over-the-top... like we like we get it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't know. Like, um, does does that make any sense, or do I sound like a fucking loon? No, I mean, I think it makes sense. Well, there. I think it's important that it's a black character. Yeah, it's especially key later on. That's true. It so twice essentially. I guess my more point was at the time it would be like oh fuck like the director is really like laying it on here about the varying scales of morality and like obviously everybody would be on a different point on that scale of morality like this kid is lost this kid deserves a second chance then later on like you learn Dr. Sweeney had an incredibly significant role in the Nazi's life Derek and it's not just some like cop out not just some like super cheap Oh, look, I'm woke or whatever. I didn't really feel like it was cheap. I just felt like the doctor thought it was bullshit how this kid was behaving. Oh, yeah. 
Because then Danny comes in, dude's fucking pissed. Right. You know, like, he's he's uh, ready to kick some ass when he comes back in. Kind of, what, what comes after the initial school scene? Like, he's... Well, then, so what happens then is Malcolm's older brother is beaten up in a bathroom. Oh, yeah. Malcolm Fuck from him. Malcolm in the Middle, of course. Because that's the only way I know how to recognize this actor. I've never seen Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, my God. Okay, that's another podcast. So that that bit was lost on me, but I was excited when he shared it. Because <laughs> actors act in many things. Like Christopher Lloyd was in My Favorite Martian. It wasn't uh-huh. just Doc from Back to the Future. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah, the bathroom scene sets up the B-plot with the C-plot. It comes to a head later, but Malcolm in the Middle's brother Francis is getting beat up in a bathroom, and neo-Nazi junior Danny comes through and he blows cigarette smoke into the bully's face. The setup is that Francis has tattled on the black kid for cheating, which is unsubstantiated. The cheating or the tattling. The only context we have is that he's mad about something. Yeah. And then um, Danny stands up to him, which leads into, like, what? That doesn't come back till the end of the movie. It comes back. But it does come back. Oh, partway through at the basketball court. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it jumps forward to the basketball court after Danny goes on this weird racist thing. Uh, It does the news scene before that, which I think is important setup, too, because it's Derek and Danny's father got murdered by a, a black person. Yeah, he was murdered by a black person while working as a firefighter, which really sets up this hero complex for Derek, like... And Danny, I'd say. And, yeah. I always felt to... I mean, the only thing that... We see Danny interact with his dad at all. Because Derek's whole racist thing is his dad being murdered. And you learn later on before that, near the end of the movie, you see his dad in a flashback. And his dad's racist as shit, too. It goes to this flashback. You watch Derek learn about, you know, his dad and his dad's views on the world. And then it cuts to Danny, who's just, like, sitting there kind of looking and listening. And it's kind of like, oh, this dude really kind of poisoned the well. For both Derek and Danny, but I always thought what really drove it home was Derek. Danny was just following Derek throughout the movie. But Derek was following his father. Yeah. Well, I don't. his father wasn't a neo-Nazi, but he definitely opened the gates to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he could be a neo-Nazi. That's true. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we, didn't, we saw him for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the movie. But it was like, you know, solidified everything. Well, the news scene, I'd say, made me pretty uncomfortable. The whole movie might have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like the way it felt. Um, there was, I think it was at this, so it was at this point after, after the slow-mo dinner, like, battle. This is, like, the least linear plot summary that's ever been given on this movie. But it was this point that... Uh, we pause it for a pee break and I'm like, oh, I'm excited for the ending of this movie because I know it's going to be, hey, look, Derek's reformed. He's got to teach his brother the, the right path, you know, away from all this Nazism. And that was just not the case. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was not happy. And it kind of leads into something else that I really thought was very good about the movie. And that, um, and I, I don't know, I don't mean to derail the summary. Do you want to do like a... Summary thing? No, this is the first episode. Nobody gives a shit. Okay. 
Sorry. Ooh, NSFW. <laughs> okay, I've sworn a lot. Um, oh. So there's this running theme which goes throughout the movie where... Is it, it racism? Sh- <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it shows like uh, the scene I'm thinking about is a basketball scene. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, where uh-huh. it turns into this race thing. You know, they're playing basketball. It's in black and white, so you know it's racist Derek's <laughs> worldview because the world is not so simple as black and white. <laughs> but uh, it turns into a, a race thing like white people versus black people and whoever wins has to leave the court forever. And the white people win. And it is this ridiculous victory music scene, like the most over-the-top violins and everything that you could think of when the white people win and they're like dancing and their swastikas are all flapping around and stuff. And <laughs> I was watching this and I'm like, this is pretty fucked up. Very, another one of those scenes that makes you uncomfortable, but not in a like stomping your face into the curb way, but like uh, witnessing some weird shit yeah, right cause, now. Yeah, because, well, the music plays with your emotions because that's the whole point. And I don't know, there was some protagonization of Derek during that scene. It's okay, like... Like, this is our boy. Yeah, I mean, not my boy. Maybe he's your boy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, no, no. No, no. I mean, Danny got elbowed in the goddamn face before it was a race race thing. Derek got elbowed in the face. Right, sorry, whatever, D names. All these Ds. Elbowed in the face before it was a race thing. And I was like, wow, that sucks. I would hate to get my face bashed in. And then he's like, surprise, here's my swastika. Yeah, he like took it out like it was like a weapon. Oh my you know? god, yeah. He like popped his shirt off and he's like, look at this shit. You didn't know that, did you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I that's... I bet they did know that because everyone else had swastika tattoos on their arms. Mm. You know? I should get less excited about that reveal then from you. Because I thought I thought that was a good point for me just now. Well, I mean, it could still... I, I and Cameron was there and he's a huge Nazi. Oh, yeah. What was your favorite scene? The shooting, I think. Like the very first one? The first black and white? No, no, no. The ending. Oh, really? Yeah, because, well, there was... Because there was this whole, like, build-up of, like, reformation. And then Danny Danny is obviously getting fixed. Right. But then he gets killed. Spoiler alert. (laughs) And it's, like, super, like... It's all this build-up with no payoff, and I kind of like that, because it's like, what happens next? It's hard to say, because Danny was killed by a black kid, and Derek just had three years of being fixed. And is is he going to go back? Is he going to keep reforming? Because what triggered his initial transformation was his father's death. And now his little brother, who was following in his footsteps, got killed. Does that mean that he recognizes truly the error of his ways and it leads down a path of anguish and misery and he's going to stay better? Right. Like, th- does his time in prison become meaningless just because of this? And I think as an audience, we hope it doesn't. But it's right. hard to say because he was a Nazi for a long time. Yeah, for far longer than he was not a Nazi. That I think that is the... Because I had that same question, you know, kicking around, you know, can. That would have been good for the end of the episode, but. Yeah. Uh, well, we blew it. Maybe but... we'll do it and we'll fix it in post. <laughs> I don't want to There is this. no post. I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to this file. My favorite scene was the confrontation with Cameron at the Nazi party. Oh, that's a good scene, too. That was just like the emotional payoff that I wanted from yes, the end of the movie. Yes, that's true. 
that never came. If that if that's where the movie ended. Yeah. It would have been a very short movie. It would have been like an hour long. Yeah. Hey. Movies are too long these days. Yeah. <laughs> Chop them up. <laughs> the first one we were going to watch, what was it? Seven Samurai. Yeah. No, or Arakiri. And it was uh, two and, it was no, two and it was a half seven samurai. three and a half. That was the first one. Yeah. It was the samurai, whatever. The three and a half hour one? Harakiri, I think, was also very long. Yeah. Those are coming. Damn long. What I did, like, he punched him in the face and immediately knew, oh, I fucked up. And uh, like, then he went he back he to kick him. Like, he just fucked up more. Then he, he got ran out of town. They, didn't, they weren't even hunting for him. I wonder, in a in a lesser movie... They probably would have put in some action scene of him running through the, in the through the streets like, like the is he gonna get away from these Nazis? Yeah. I think what happened was he knew he fucked up because it was an explosion of rage because there's this underlying characterization of Derek where he's this abuser and he doesn't want to be anymore. Oh yeah. But there's also Damn. this other characterization <laughs> where he doesn't want to be a Nazi anymore, and I think that not Nazi Derek went back to kick Cameron. Yeah, that was. That's way more insightful than, than mine. <laughs> well, I mean, what if we had a Top Gun scene where they were running over cars and shooting Tommy guns? Pow, yeah. pow, pow. I'm going to start keeping score who is more insightful. No. And for this episode, you win. Well, we're um, not even done yet. Let me see what other notes I yeah, have. Yeah, we wrote down notes on paper. Oh, I wrote down prison scene, Nazi nods approvingly. There's. Oh my god, yeah, his <laughs> total... He... What is that... <sighs> When he first gets to prison, he just, like, pops his tank off and shows all the black and Hispanic prisoners his swastika. And this Chad Nazi yeah, just Chad. is, like, gives the most over-the-top, like, you're in. You, you <laughs> know that scene from Friends where Joey peeks out from the fridge and he does that nod? It's a gif. Oh, okay. Um, I, I thought of that. Just like this sarcastic over-the-top bullshit. Or the one of the kid at the computer. Yeah, that one too. That's a great gif. God. That guy's jaw was a rhombus. I've, I feel like um, one, of, one of the things I didn't like about the movie, and I think this could be explained by a couple things, but when the guy's in prison for three years, Derek, and it presents it as every day he's becoming... F- friends with a black man over the course of that time he he learns like oh you know black people are people too essentially like yeah that's pretty much what all that prison time is about and it's like that makes sense if you have such deep-rooted hatred then three years of daily contact with some someone that you thought you hated that you don't actually hate like seems like a pretty good cure for uh, nazism yeah then he gets out of prison and in the course of 12 hours or something like 12 hours or less he undoes all of that for his brother who has been simmering in this hatred for the three years that he has been in prison so through all that time this young impressionable boy is getting preached to by this nazi leader cameron and he's spending time with his nazi girlfriend He's going to Nazi parties, and all of his friends are Nazis, and he's arguing with his Democratic sister and, and all that, and he's got he's got a fucking Nazi flag on his wall. And then his brother gets out of prison, says like, hey man, I'm not about that anymore. Yeah. Not, not so cool. And he's like, oh, you're right. Let me write this emotional paper about all the wrongs I've learned. The counter-argument, in my opinion, would be he is a young guy and impressionable. But still, it's like just three years of impression questionable youth i think it's also important to note that he still was at the very end was still willing to see lizzie the bond at the neo-nazi party whereas derek rejected stacy so he had a complete rejection of the lifestyle whereas danny was still keeping on to tethers he also had his um 
I don't know what those steel crosses are. Uh, yeah, the weird. He had those around his keyboard still, so we didn't get rid of everything like mm. Derek did. He still had bits and pieces, and you can learning is a process, so he yeah. was still processing it and his paper made it seem like he was completely fixed but he was just writing on the life of danny who was fixed and i think it was obvious that he was leaning more toward the light but he his life was ended too soon for us to see where he would go with that it was like luke luke skywalker yeah troubling with the dark side Mm, yeah which are also all three of the original trilogy are top of them we're gonna watch those are coming coming. to this very podcast yeah I stopped taking notes during the prison scenes. I know. I got too worked up about that. Yeah. It's just so absorbed. I... One out of ten. That scene. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The rape scene. Um, Oh, you didn't mean... No. When you say one out of ten that scene, I think rape scene. Well, yeah. That was rough. Yeah. No. Uh, No, thank you. No. But... Did the, did the movie intend for that to be on equal footing with being flat friends with a, a black person in prison as to, like, being raped by white people in prison? Because I kind of felt like if you have a chunk of the movie that's all in one backstory where both of those things happen, it's kind of a filmmaker saying these are just as important to his character. But it's kind of like, I don't know, something about that message is weird to me. Like, did it age poorly? Or... It probably aged poorly. Did I don't it... know when this movie came out. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I think, yeah. I think, well, it's not even played off as a joke, but like the casuality of prison rape. Yeah. He just aged poorly. He, he like, he has a good cry after and. Then he's done. And then he's done. Six stitches? Yeah. A-okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I'm of the opinion that it's pretty much impossible to justify a rape scene. Yeah. And I know we've talked about this every time there is. I feel like the movie, he could have just had the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, for how they treated the rape, he could have just had the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. But um, to blow right past that (laughs) rape scene. Is that too light? Is is it too late to make a whistling noise at a at a rape scene in the movie? Like it didn't really happen to him, so we can right brush past it. Yeah, I'm not joking about anybody any rape. Well, it made me feel horrible, and I'd like to stop talking about it. There now and we're in, now in, we're in the clear. In any way, <laughs> now we're good. Um, Anything that makes me feel horrible, I just want to jog walk right through. By. So all of that information is shared with his brother after that Nazi party. Mm-hmm. And that's when Danny's like, woo, rough man. Sorry to hear that. And, I mean, pretty much everything after that is just smooth sailing for Danny. No. Except for the murder. <laughs> I mean, he's like, he goes home and rips all the shit off his walls. Yeah, well, I think he has paper. internal turmoil that we can't see. That's, uh, what's it called when a journalist makes up facts? editorializing that's editorializing Danny's yada 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 he gets shot (laughs) (laughs) essentially you know what the breakfast scene happens after we see the prison shit oh yeah that's like back that was strange um so we don't get the context for him until the very end yeah I think we mentioned it a lot sooner they were gonna make him by breakfast scene you mean when Derek and Danny went to the diner uh, no. Uh, I mean, finding out about how racist his dad was. Yeah, that was like one of the last scenes. Yeah. One thing that was weird to me, and I think we're probably at like 20 minutes at this point. 
Um, it's fine. Keep going. What are we at? 28. 20, holy shit. No one's going to listen to this. John will. <laughs> yeah. John. Um, the end of the movie, like the, the detective and the Dr. Sweeney come up to him and say, oh, so-and-so's in the hospital. Yeah. We need you to like go back to your Nazi friends. And Edward Norton rightfully says, uh, no, they'll shoot me, but I'll try. Yeah, I think that was begging him to come back, I think was complete and utter bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Why would he even agree? Because he knows he's going to get shot. Yeah, there's there's no good outcome for him. And I think he didn't thoroughly explain how out he was to Dr. Sweeney and that police officer. And frankly, it's insulting that Dr. Sweeney thinks he would want to go back to them. Yeah. I mean, Dr. Sweeney was such an ally in getting him out. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm going to get back why don't you check it out? <laughs> Tell us how it is. We expect you to come back. Just yeah, take take a peek. <laughs> yeah, that that whole thing was weird to me, especially because nothing happened with it. Yeah, they were just in the diner. It seemed solely to show like the hypocrisy of the cop and Doctor Sweeney. I or think something. this whole movie was a lot about hypocrisy, so yeah. that's probably an important scene in the end. Maybe I guess I'm just missing it. I don't know. It annoyed the shit out of me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have any other opinions. So if you have anything that you'd like to share, leave that to you. Um, I think that a lot of Trump supporters got their arguments from the first hour of this movie. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Wrote that shit down. Yeah. Excited to say it. Yeah, I don't know. When they were talking about Rodney King, it was like someone saw this movie, paused it there, and it was like, I'm going to spread my gospel to my grandchildren who hate me. Yeah, right. Goddamn. The, that whole argument scene, for as intense as it got before, when they were just like arguing and talking. Yeah. That was like such a keen little look at these people, you know. Like yeah, the their lives. Two sides of the argument and how it's kind of saying like, look at how crazy this sounds in a vacuum. You yeah. know, like the vacuum of a movie. Listen to this fucking Nazi. They're insane. We, jump, we jumped back, but we can jump forward. Uh, Danny got shot in the chest and it was sad. And there was a scene where they were playing at the beach when they were kids. Yeah. In color. And that's important. <laughs> yeah. That was, a good, that was a good point out by you. Thanks. Kind of if you rewind like 10 minutes, you'll hear my point. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, what, what would... Should we rate this thing? Yeah. Out of the IMDb 10-point scale? Closing comments besides? Uh, I liked it a lot. Yeah, me too. It was very emotional. Very intense, like very intense, deeply unsettling intense. We definitely paused it three or four times during the movie just to say Jesus to yeah. each other. So. Yeah. Uh, what would you rate it? Uh, I would give it a solid seven. Seven. I know that's low, <laughs> but that's just based on how uncomfortable it made me and how I will never watch it again. But I feel oh, like it was yeah. important. I don't want to watch it again either. It. Yeah. Um. Fuck, uh, I guess because of the like weird prison rape scene, which I don't think aged well. Even if that was cut out of the movie, there was a lot of it that just like, ah, yeah. like the breakfast argument scene, the dinner argument scene. There's just too much of it that makes me reflect personally, and I don't ever want to do that again. Yeah, and <laughs> I just, 
I would give it like an eight and a half. Because I don't want to mark it down for making me feel shitty. Yeah. When it was trying to make me feel shitty. That's it true. Okay, I'll, I'll come well. up to meet you. I'll meet you at eight and a half. Oh, you can say seven. Well, no, because I don't. I don't want to be the bitch who said, American history, <laughs> C. <laughs> Solid B plus. In that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you, John. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you all these files. Um, yeah. That's it. That's it. Bye. <laughs>